City Video, this is Russ. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? <sighs> Hello and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. Hello. I'm Russ, this is Zach. Hello. This is the new release wall and this is Ready Player One. Uh, this is a movie that we watched, <laughs> it is. and I did enjoy big pieces of it. Uh, I think if it, I, I'll say this, uh, the Spielberg of it all, if Spielberg was not the one directing it, I think there's a very good chance this movie could have been a total disaster. Like, I feel like he had some good instincts to pull back in a lot of places where the script... Yeah. had excesses that wouldn't have worked if you'd had like a Kevin Smith style filmmaker who would yeah. have fully indulged yeah yeah especially somebody who um, like knows how to deal with like larger productions and yeah. things like that um, yeah, yeah uh, well, I mean what did you think uh, well as I as said uh, going down that escalator um, sorry Kevin Smith reference um, but <laughs> Um, I, uh, um, I felt it met specifically exactly the expectations, uh, that I had for it, which by so much as what you saw in the trailer was specifically exactly what you were going to get. Um, but I will say I, I'm disappointed in the fact that it met every single stereotype, stereotypical, like savior film like it's like the matrix yeah. it's like there's no uh, yeah, I, it's yeah I try not to be like it's like I forget that this is a new release well so no spoilers yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's you know it it meets all of those but and it, if you just it, want an enjoyment then I it guess does it does become works. very clear very quickly yes. that it's a savior film like yeah, yeah. like down to like the girl like, is, it, is that spoiler saying the girl about the girl no no, no I, I I mean <laughs> it's, it's hard to know what's a spoiler and what's not. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a video game movie in the strictest sense of the term. So the you know they they have a, a set of rules and the objective is to win. Uh, I actually think that the thing that's interesting to me is, you know, you you reference the Matrix. They fell into one of the same traps that I felt like the Matrix fell Matrix fell into, yeah. which is as soon as we left the virtual world and went into the real world. Yeah. It was so much less interesting. Yeah. Uh, and part of that, honestly, is we, we've. Oh, uh, fuck, I can't. No, no, sorry. Uh, I just, we're going the wrong way. So uh, just kind of we've talked about this that. before. The, like, you know, everybody's always chasing the Amblin feel. Yeah. But, like, those kinds of movies, they often had, like, stakes and danger. And it, they weren't lights. They, the thing that you talk about when you say the Amblin feel is not yeah. really how the Amblin movies of the 80s were. Yeah, yeah. And this one has that little bit of Amblin, like, edge to it in the sense that, like, in the, like, in the game, we have them being chased by giant monsters and yeah. tanks and Mechagodzilla and whatever else. In the real world, they're being chased by people with guns and unchecked corporate power. Yeah, yeah. And... The, the, the world building inside the Oasis is really pretty pretty special and pretty interesting. The world building outside the Oasis... Is not really... No. Yeah. It's like there's... <clears throat> the bad guys are this company who are the main competitor to, essentially, our heroes company. I can't remember the name of the... Something names. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, uh, 
Gregorius? Or yes, Gre- Gregarious Games. Gregarious, oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> which is a, which is a, you know, it's a play because he's not Gregarious because the guy who was the founder is yeah. an agoraphobe. And, and, yeah. you know. um, but uh, Gregarious Games essentially owns the Oasis and thus owns some yeah. incredibly massive chunk of the world economy yeah. because a lot of things apparently, like, there's a lot of commerce and things that happen only. Like exclusively, basically, I mean, it's it's basically it sounds like it's the internet now. Yeah, like that's it. Like really, basically, if you log in to go even down to if you like, yeah. basically, if you go to Amazon or whatever the you know whatever the world yeah, equivalent yeah. would be, is you're you walking get, into like a brick and mortar store yeah. within the world of the Oasis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's and it's like ninety percent kind of looks real. Yeah. Like which is which is also another. There was a little bit of dealing with the oh god, what's that? Uh, when things almost look real, the uncanny valley, uncanny valley yeah. stuff. Um, uh, I mean, they they I think they did it better than a lot of yo yeah definitely those things did because they made like I like think the girl and it had like the you know a little bit of an anime eyes yeah going she had on like and, cat eyes yeah and, yeah and they they made a conscious choice it was clear they made a conscious choice to not make the avatars too like real world lifelike yeah yeah they look you know? like basically stuff you see on video game ads but yeah. I actually don't actually ever get in the video yeah, game exactly. you know. um, or, or cut scenes yeah, yeah um, the the main character looks like uh, like a kind of a quasi real world like I can't tell if they were going for like a Captain Planet or the reboot show or yeah. what the but he like he looked like he was specifically trying to evoke something with a jean jacket and all that yeah but in any event um the thing that I was saying, which I, 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 before I forget it was there, uh, so they have this thing where, uh, Gregarious Games owns some massive fortune, and the competitor is IOI, and I can't even remember what IOI stands for, yeah. uh, but the whole idea of IOI is literally just so that everything there is faceless and generic you know it's it's yeah. it's a stand-in it's a straw man for corporate America yeah like the the agents who uh, enter the game on their behalf are people who are they don't have names they just have numbers yeah. and because they have IOI across their face it looks like binary code yeah and so this company is essentially trying to win the game because the winner of the game gets to take over the other company and along the way, people who get in their way, they buy up those people's debt and then essentially force them into uh, company time, indentured labor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I don't understand how any of that works because there's a point where, you know, we do see that the, the police and public services exist within the world of this movie in the same way that they do in the real world. Yeah. And they do have authority. Like, it's not like a company town where... IOI can just decide how things go and like they don't get arrested or yeah, you know whatever. Yeah. And so it's this weird thing where uh, I, I can't quite figure out and I, I feel like if they'd spent uh, just a fraction of the time setting the kind of ground rules for the real world that they that they spent setting the ground rules yeah, for the Oasis. Oh my god. I mean the, the opening monologue like I feel like I guess it's needed because it's a complete world that we don't yeah. know of. 
but it got to a certain point where it was just like holy crap just like can we get to the can we get to the plot because it was like voiceover 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 yeah and honestly like uh that actor i don't think is an amazing voiceover like no like no, i didn't it's give funny, a he, was, shit. he was really good in the movie yeah he was he was more than fine <laughs> every time he was doing the narration it was just yeah meh yeah And, and, yeah, I mean, everybody in this movie was pretty good. I can't think of an actor I didn't like. Yeah. Uh, ben Mendelsohn was really good. He's the head of IOI. And uh, the, because this movie is so indebted to, like, 80s pop culture, yeah. I thought it was really funny that they, they, like I was saying to Zach, like, on the way out, they picked a guy who literally looks like, uh, and I can't remember the name of the actor, but the actor who played Dick Vernon in The Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Kind of has that flat voice, yeah. too, yeah. And, like, just, I mean, Mendelssohn plays a fantastic, generically evil guy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I I, I felt like there was, like, this weird element of, like, exaltation of pop culture in a way that felt maybe unhealthy. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, one of the, the things that, like, you know Mendelssohn's evil because he doesn't actually care about yeah, like culture, video yeah. games. And I'm just kind of like, eh. And there's really <laughs> no one that's like in the middle. Like there's no, no. there's like everybody. him and then basically every single other human being on the planet basically is an obsessive video game person. Yeah. And or and not even yeah, I mean not even pop culture, but also video game person. Yeah. And obviously we're limited in the people that we see, but I mean, right. like even the trailer park mom that you know, like is they're Same. all playing yeah, video games. Where it's like, yeah, the establishing shot at the beginning of the movie as he's yeah. like leaving his trailer and going down into like the guts of the essentially garbage dump where he lives, so yeah. that he can have his like hidey hole where he plays games far away from the the site of his aunt. Yeah, uh, it's like. It's this establishing dolly shot, essentially, that follows him down as he scales this, these giant stacks of trailers, and every single person is plugged into virtual reality, and, like, you have the mother who's burning food in the real world, and yeah. her kid's trying to tell her there's a fire, and she's literally physically pushing him away because she's yeah. having a death match in a fighting game, yeah. you know? Uh, Although, I, I would like, how does he get back up? on the thing because it's like these like trailer like just like 1989s yeah. whatever like normal fucking trailers like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like 40 clips on um, but uh, and they're stacked up on like metal rails and things like yeah. that completely unpractically and I they're obviously very clearly trying to look like favelas or something yeah. like that um, yeah. but you know it, it's but because of like it, but... the size of it and the scale of it and then like there's there's yeah millions of people here and, and you know uh, the thing I said to Zach in the movie theater I'm like it's like Mega City 1 from Dread if yeah. Mega City 1 was designed by idiots yeah yeah <laughs> and it was like it's like the libertarian yeah exactly <laughs> like no 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 you can build any way you want anyhow and uh, not practical in any way shape and form because yeah anyway but because uh, I guess everyone just cares about playing this this video game which you know it's yeah, yeah. I don't know but uh I don't, I, it's it's so. I mean, one, I think one of the problems that I have with it, it's so immersed in the gamer culture, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like it does a real like 
light fan service of it, like enough that like yeah, I yeah. understood all the references. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Life as Captain America. Um, <laughs> I understood that reference. Like I, I, I was the one. The one big thing I was kind of disappointed in was the fact that I felt like I that not just I got everything, but it was like almost everything was so on the fucking nose. Yeah. That it was like, oh well, my mom could have gotten. 80% of those references. Which, of course, is the Spielberg of it all. Yeah, yeah. I think that which, he's that kind of Which I think is part of the problem, is that it was so Spielberg, which is great. Yeah. Like, if this film was, say, made in the 90s, when Spielberg was culture, yeah. when, like, Jurassic Park, all these things, was, like, just the predominant culture, yeah. Indiana Jones references, you know, um, which, by the way, no, I get it, but other than, like, one or two like they mentioned, oh, you have the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, they named but that was the Millennium like Falcon. It? You didn't see it, um, but which, because which I felt like since it's so, it's like obsessively in the eighties. Yeah, like I get that, like financially, like it's unbelievable the fucking references that they were able to get and, yeah. and whatever, whatever the situation is. I don't know, like how how they pulled that all. Uh, out. I'm sure that the Lego movies helped them to kind of figure out yeah. how to navigate this. Because but but. The fact that Star Wars yeah. is not in there is like I expected the Millennium Falcon to drop in, yeah. and save the day at some point, do the whole thing because it was so like they had things these walkers that looked yeah. like it. I think that I don't know. If I think they were Halo clearly intended from, to, like the because they were IOI things too. I, so I, I think, think they were, that they're from actually from something else. Like I'm not sure if they're from Halo or something like that because there's a bunch of Halo characters. Some of the stuff that like, I mean, and again, I get that this is a book, and so probably a lot of this stuff is in the book. Then you're just like. But, like, some of the stuff that was in there, you're just like, wait, wait, there's there's a key moment, like, a key, key, like, if this doesn't happen, then the big, the good guys lose, and the whole movie yeah. ends right now. Yeah. And it was defined by, I can't even remember the name of the fucking thing, but the, the crazy, creepy, organic ninja star thing from Krull. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so, so... Crawl, okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, and like, and, so the, and I don't know. Again, the book is different, and you know, again, the rights issues comes in. I'm sure yeah. to find a lot of the script. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's the problem was that the, so all of this entire world is based off of all the things that that this uh, you know, um, oh God, what's his name, uh, Steve Jobs' partner, um, uh, Tim Cook. Or no, no, no. The actually the one that invented Apple basically uh, stops made it. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, you everyone knows who I'm talking about, and I'm just yeah, blanking on it. Um, <laughs> like, and I know who it is. I'm just like, yeah. Um, but basically, it's it's him. Yeah. He, it's the actual smart guy behind the company, and then the other guy is the Jobsian. He's yeah. he's, a, he's a much nicer human being than Jobs, um, as opposed to Jobs being a cold-hearted piece of shit. Um, but you know, I know everyone on the planet loves yeah. Steve Jobs, but I don't. Um, but like it, it's based on him except it's so that the culture that he loved it has no there's he just loved everything yeah like there's no like even mega ultra geeks and, and nerds yeah. or whatever the fuck you want to call them like they have there's a line of like a type of thing that they like like the yeah. stuff on his walls you know and the and the the references that they make like oh he loves the shining oh also but he's a huge video game I mean like I get these fucking genius, but it's like there's a catalog of fucking information yeah. that even as like two professional, at least you know you're a professional yeah. geek, I'm a semi-pro. <laughs> like, uh, 
I don't have that wide of a base. Right. And that's, I think, one of the one of the things that, like, it didn't have a heart. It had, it felt like a George Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hate to say. Like, because it felt like it was merchandising almost, as opposed to a person's actual feelings and, yeah. and how they would like something. And, I mean, there's definitely an element of that in the sense yeah. that, like, we were, we stopped at Hot Topic before the... <laughs> before the movie. Um, (laughs) We're old. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sorry, just something you Um, always point out when when we go in there and it's like, oh, God. Yeah, right? But yeah. But we stopped at Hot Topic before the movie and there's like a whole display there for Ready Player One. Yeah. And it's like three actual Ready Player One items and then just a whole table of like Back to the Future and whatever else. And I have no idea whether these things are being reissued in service of Ready Player One or whether it's just it's a display that Hot Topic Corporate put up. Yeah. Uh, but that's so that, you know. Um, and I, I think it's funny because what I kept thinking in this movie, especially like he connects with the girl, and, and like it's one of those things. Olivia Cook is gorgeous. Yeah. And uh, her character is interesting and spunky. I'll give you a warning. If you want no fucking spoilers whatsoever, I think talking about her in general is spoiler. Is yeah, talking about her. So in just general. give you a warning. Yeah. Like, um, uh, might want to just jump off. I mean, I think we've kind of summarized. Yeah, like, yeah. but yeah, like vaguely. I just, yeah, I just, a, I, I held a, yeah. off talking about the girl because, yeah. and again, I think now officially yeah, when, we're ending very, very light spoilers. Yeah, we're not going to spoil much, but we are going to talk about like you can't analyze elements of this film without yeah spoiling a little bit. Um, so Artemis uh, is the the name of her avatar. Her real name is Samantha, which you only hear like four times. Yeah. Uh, so really, it's Artemis. Yeah. Uh, or Artie, yeah. Uh, the strongest man in the world. Um, but, uh, so she, it, when we meet her, Artemis is essentially a famous, um, they call them Gunters, the Easter egg hunters, because, like, yep. the, 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 the whole goal of this game is to find a glowing golden Easter egg which when you do that you will take over the company yeah. and uh, and and in order to get the Easter egg you have to find these three keys and at the start of the movie nobody has found any keys or even gotten to the point where they have a real solid idea of where most of them are yeah and so they uh, they introduce her as this kind of incredibly badass kind of famous guncher who has like gameplay videos that people love to watch yeah. and you know and she is essentially part of a resistance group in the real world yeah. that is trying to prevent IOI from yeah. taking over she's days. Trinity guys she's Trinity yes like literally she's Trinity right down to the <laughs> she's better than him at everything yeah but he wins at everything because he's him. Yeah. Because uh, he's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, I, I want to say, the scan. I mean, remember when they did that wall thing? Uh, they they scan over the like the newspaper clippings yeah, and everything yeah, like yeah. that. They're seeing and they're like basically giving you the like oh so and so. Yeah, yeah. Which is by the way something they could have fucking just done in the opening credits and yeah. saved that voiceover. Um, if you know. <laughs> But um, if, like if, if Spielberg trusted the audience, if Spielberg also was the director, Spielberg was in the '90s. He would have just done that. But but anyway, but uh, which is weird because like that's something he would have done. Um, yeah. I feel. Um, 
But there was a clipping that said basically, you know, they disappeared, they're dead or something like that. Yeah. The the um, the other guy, the the partner that broke the up. The partner, yeah. He, like, he and his, is well, it just it, me? His or did wife's it, obituary. Was yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it just me or did everything feed towards he's actually their kids? Like, did I? That was because that was immediately I like I thought. I I'm like thought about oh, it. But... Shit, he's their kid and he's gonna find out like basically that's why he's the chosen one like which uh, could have been a complete misdirect but like that's I I spent the entire film all the way up until the end like when he meets him yeah (laughs) like going oh that's the thing that's gonna happen and yeah but yeah but she she is so I mean one of the problems is the dynamic between the two of them it's so not only just the matrix but every single fucking like hero film yeah. she's Hermione she's uh, you know all these things she's yeah. smarter than him even though he has the knowledge base but he's the chosen one it's right. weird that she had and also by the way she's oh she's she's so she's so ugly she thinks she's so ugly yes, even though she's the... objectively fucking gorgeous except she has a birthmark over her eye yeah. and not even like it's it's like a light yeah, version of rosacea yeah like maybe like yeah it's, it's, it's absurd <laughs> and, and it's one of those scenes like you know when you look at something like she's all that people yeah, make fun of yeah, yeah. like oh yeah, yeah Rachel Lee Cook was super ugly before she took those glasses yeah, off yeah. yeah it's the same thing it's like yeah. literally she because she, she like does this thing and you see the birthmark and you're like wait yeah she has like hair is... over her eye yeah, and yeah. like over that side and is covering it which looks but, completely natural so like I was just like wait we're doing this oh, oh yeah. okay um, and that's it's something I wonder whether it's like because one of this type of film is so fucking referential yeah. purposefully was that in itself a reference yeah. yeah there's a lot of like snake eating its tail stuff in this movie where it's like was that a reference was the fact that like Simon Pegg is in it like it, yeah. just inherently a reference although Simon Pegg was also in Fanboys yeah. which was written by <clears throat> Ernest Klein who wrote the book this is based on and co-wrote yeah. the screenplay <clears throat> Uh, but there's a lot of things where I'm like, yeah, and again, like Ben Mendelsohn looking and sounding so much like yeah. the guy from The Breakfast Club, and then making John Hughes references, yeah, yeah. and you're just like, okay, like there's a there's this weird thing of like when the reference <laughs> is it brilliant or is it really fucking stupid? Like I, I can't, yeah, yeah, I can't decide. And like uh, they, the music in this movie was by Alan Silvestri who did the music for the Back to the Future trilogy. And, you know, if you've seen a trailer, you know that the, the kid drives around in a souped-up DeLorean and has a Vote for Mayor Goldie Wilson poster in his lair. Uh, and so it's, it, like, it's very... Like, the music cues in this movie, for most of the film, are basically the music cues from Back to the Future. Yeah. You get those string staccato dun, 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 at key dramatic yeah. moments and stuff well speaking of the music like again like this is one of those I think uh, very quickly where I'm like I did not like it that much yeah. um, would I go see it again uh, probably not would I recommend it to a lot of other people probably because like my preferences are yeah, and, and it's, aggressively it's, different than it's people. a very like this is a dumb fun movie but yeah. I, I like the music really bothered me because it was like again was so on the fucking nose it yeah. gave me a bloody fucking nose and uh, and and, and it, the fact that the score didn't complement the music at all yeah. which bothered me because like if you have this 
if you're making these references, you have this amazing fucking catalog of yeah. whatever the fuck you want, basically, to make. Yeah, because they, they, they had fucking they started weed. with Van Halen, and yeah. they had Bruce Springsteen, and it was like... Uh, but it was just Bruce Springsteen. It wasn't... The score didn't weave in yeah. at all, which is something that, like, I feel like would have been something that you... if you, Again, if you have, like... It's, it's a Spielberg film. It's a massive budget film, I yeah. assume. Like, you're not... I, I, like, it's I, a, <laughs> I feel like they literally just... They, they were like, well, we can get Alan Silvestri to do Back to the Future music. Yeah. But I mean, I, I feel like if you also, if you like said, hey, uh, can you do like, we yeah. fit in with this? Yeah. He's a talented fucking human being. And it probably, yeah. like, it's just one of those, that was a huge disappointment because it also it, didn't. Like, it, it's also, it's, it's a thing you and I were talking about earlier today. It's funny enough. Uh, like we were talking about Creed. Yeah. And we were talking about, what was the other one? Uh, Jurassic World. Yeah, yeah. And how when you have a, a composer who, you, yeah. who uses elements of an, icon, an iconic score yeah. and like teases them out and then only really unleashes it at like that key moment. Yeah. And the thing that they did in this movie was that everything sounded so much like Back to the Future, but they never had that key moment where you got the like, the DeLorean does yeah. something cool and you get the da 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 you know? Yeah. It didn't happen. Also Doc wasn't in it. Which <clears throat> well, and, and it's, it's a strange like, there's a lot of things that seem to stop just short of what they really wanted to do. Yeah. Like, the main bad guy's avatar was very clearly Superman. Yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a, like he had the spit bulkier, curl, he had the blue yeah. eyes, he was built like a, uh, you know, and, and he, I mean, he was wearing a, a business like, suit the whole is time. Is he, like, an injustice? I mean, I'm, I'm, just I'm sure it probably I, is. Just because, like, yeah. he's Superman, but he's, like... Yeah, he's, like, the, oh. man, he's like yeah. the Rob Liefeld Superman. <laughs> um, Sorry, Rob. Um, and then... And, and I mean, they had a handful of DC stuff in the thing too. Like you had a Batman joke, yeah, yeah, over, yeah. like it just an overt yeah, yeah, joke yeah. at the beginning. Uh, you had the Adam West Batmobile. Yeah. You had uh, the Goth or the Arkham Asylum versions of Harley Quinn and the Joker in various scenes, like as just people's avatars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, if it's like I looked at him and I'm like, oh, he's Superman. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I kept yeah. thinking that what was going to happen was that at a key point the good guys were going to get one up on this bad guy yeah. and just before they were about to deliver the like killing blow he was going to power up and be like evil superman yeah 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 and it didn't happen and that that wasn't really a disappointment because i thought that it would probably not work yeah but it uh super super disappointing that uh um because you know if they did have dc DC rights not to do Doomsday. Yeah. <laughs> like that would have been a... <laughs> but yeah. again i mean i again like it's hard is 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 like people who write about geek culture. Yeah. I'm I'm curious on like what not even not even like my mom not even going like yeah, that yeah. far because that's like, you know, she's very much not a geek culture person. Right. Uh, she's a type of person that probably in high school made fun of the geek <laughs> the geeks. Um but but like the av your average people who go see yeah. the Marvel films, like the films, you know, maybe even go to comicbook.com and yeah. you know or whatever. And, uh, but what they, what they see of it, I mean, like the audience was responding yeah, the audience was, very loudly, very loudly, yeah. but, uh, you know, really, really well to kind of all the right points. But what, one of the things that bothered me about the audience <laughs> is they were responding to things that didn't have merit on their yeah. own. Yeah. It was like literally the, the opening credits start and they start playing jump by Van Halen Yeah, and people laughed like and it was like you're laughing for no reason. It's a well, black it's because it's eighties. It's yeah. it's the seventies and eighties. And that's the thing. And it's, that's it's, it's like it's like the desperation 
to you know yeah. want it, which which again, I mean, uh, yeah, well, it's I don't know. it like <laughs> that was one of the things that I caught, and like I could hear that there was like a group of, of like high school or college age yeah, yeah. boys behind us. And they kept making like remarks about like explaining the pop culture remark references to one another, yeah. and I just I, I felt like their the big chunks of the audience were not responding to like the quality of the film or what was actually being done on screen. They were responding uh, to the fact that like this is a thing that I know I'm supposed to respond to. Yeah, uh, it, and, uh, it, and and I already made I know I already made that. Uh, Star Wars reference, uh, not that Star Wars reference, but I made that uh, Avengers reference. But yeah, the entire film just felt. I, I felt like I understood that reference. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that was, and and it wasn't, and I didn't feel smart for getting any of the yeah, reference. No. Um, you know, again, it's not I, like I feel like it could. I know you just like yeah. this is the this is like it's controlled enough that it's not a Kevin Smith you know yeah. thing. But like I feel like it could have had could have used somebody a little bit smart alecky because I mean like I I also feel like these were those are the people that are going to go see it and talk right. about it and love it this is in itself ironically is not I don't think is going to become part of pop culture no I think this movie will do pretty well yeah, this yeah. weekend and then I think it'll be gone in two weeks yeah. and I think that like well. it'll be the kind of movie that people enjoy it'll probably have a small cult fandom but I do think it'll make like 80 million dollars and then kind of disappear yeah. it doesn't really have franchise potential because yeah. the the story itself is so done in one I'm sure there's a version of this where like there's a like where there's a sequel but I can't think of a good way really to begin it. it like yeah right. yeah you'd have to like, I mean also that any I think starting the point would, yeah. that you like any starting point that you would give yeah. a sequel would have to be so um, deconstructive of the ending of the movie yep. that it would injure the first film. Yep. Um, but yeah, I actually, I think I enjoyed it slightly more than I expected to, but I I really, like, the trailers didn't appeal to me, mm. the premise didn't appeal to me, I was ready to go in and really not like it. Yeah. And so, uh, like, going in and being like, oh, there were big pieces of this that I liked, and then the pieces that I didn't like, I was just like, ugh, it's just not. And, and and again, there's there's a real tonal disconnect because because of the video game yeah. element of the movie, it's not even like the Matrix where it's a real-ish world mm -hmm. and where they establish that if you die in story, then it'll your brain will kill you in the real world. Yeah. In the game, there's no yeah there's there's no uh, consequences. Like if you die, you just respawn. Yeah, but you and lose. So, I mean, you do lose. I mean, you, you lose your stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Lose like a, your fortune and yeah. whatever. And and since this is basically, it's like you lose all your money that you have. And yeah, exactly. My guess is you also then you might have a debt issue with the IOI possibly. Right. But it's not. Again, it's not like the urgency. Which yeah. again, I don't think it needed to have that. Urgency I don't think it needed to have that Matrix urgency because except, it's not that serious of a film. Except that every time they yeah. then leave the game and you have people like literally like bombing the trailer park and trying to murder this kid over yeah. a video game you're just like okay well the, the, the like and they went straight to like bombing yeah and also to be honest with you like the 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 the, the, the means by which they figured out his real world yeah. identity and started killing him or trying to kill him yeah. was absurdly simplistic and I'm yeah. like I, I can't imagine a scenario where that would have worked but I, anyway yeah 
I, uh, I also feel like that, I mean, because again, that was simplistic, and you know, yeah. I'm actually surprised we didn't even talk about that character. Uh, what's his name from uh, Silicon Valley? Oh, yeah. Um, the, the which character. I had my own, I like that for me threw me a lot because he wasn't planning anything again. He, I like, I enjoy him enough, even though now he's had his own like sexual terribleness scandal. Yeah, the, the guy from Deadpool, I can't remember his name. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, Weasel but, from Deadpool, but he he played again, he just played himself, yeah. Like, he, which he plays like this, this mercenary, and he's like, I'm badass, I have cool guns and a giant skull body, yeah, but like. Everything he said was just like annoyed. He, and, he was literally just. Yeah. I mean, again, he was just the character he always plays. I mean, if you yeah. watch Silicon Valley, it's literally him. So like, it, it kind of took me out of it a little bit since, even though it's a big Spielberg film and there's whatever. Yeah, like yeah. even like other than Ben Mendelsohn, like I didn't really reckon. I like. Yeah, like, no I, I, one, I'm aware that Ty Sheridan is a thing that exists, but I didn't like he. Like, yeah, no one in the film is a big name that would pull you out of the no, cultural references. Even Simon Pegg, than, it was like. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he kind of blended in. Um, and he's only very briefly on it, and yeah, he plays. Yeah. He pl- kind of plays a good. He's yeah. Uh, well, Simon Pegg is also a talented enough actor to, to be whatever. But he also was just playing Simon Pegg. But yeah. it was appropriately cast. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. But um, uh, yeah, yeah. I forget where I was going. I, 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 you know, like I started with it. It was like it's exactly the. It's kind of yeah. exactly what I expected. I was disappointed that it was exactly what I expected because again, I, it, it, it's it's one of those films where. Like I've I haven't read the source material, uh, I haven't read the book, um, mm. but uh, just the idea of the Spielberg, um, the idea of the world and the idea of the thing. Yeah. Even though it wouldn't, I don't think it would have ever been my really my film. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's there was a fantastic, unbelievable fucking film here. Right. And and Sp- I don't. I mean, maybe Spielberg just wasn't shocking. Actually, kind of surprisingly, wasn't the right director. Like I feel like it would have been a fantastic film. It was, Steven Spielberg produced it, and I, like I, I kind of I stand by the idea that like with this script they <laughs> needed Spielberg. Yeah, this script okay. was. But I feel like but any I, other director. If yeah, exactly. If, if, if you'd had a director that was more appropriate to, yeah. this, to the material, they probably would have altered like, the script. In five um, years, um, the like because obviously when they inevitably reboot. Space. <laughs> well, if there's a reboot, <laughs> then you're got to pull in. You know, um, oh my god, uh, Guardians. Uh, James Gunn. James Gunn. Yeah. Or or James Gunn under the popcorn or uh Ty, what's his name from uh um uh from Thor Ragnarok. Oh Taika. A Taika, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like just somebody who has like actually does have a genuine love of pop culture yeah. and knows how to use it and weave it into a real life film and yeah. thing the way that both of them have. Yeah. Um but I mean, yeah, no, fuck no. Now I'm actually thinking about a James Gunn version of this film. Yeah. <laughs> Can we, can we have a James Gunn cut? Yeah. <laughs> can that be a thing? <laughs> we'll just make a Snyder cut. <laughs> oh, God. That would actually be really depressing. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, dies. It's, it's... Martha! <laughs> Sorry. It's actually disappointing there wasn't a Martha reference. Yeah, that's but... true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'd say this is like a, a, a B-minus, C-plus yeah. kind of movie. Um, I, I would say most people would probably <laughs> enjoy it. And most people would also probably have no real desire to go back a second time. Yeah. And so that's, you know, I, I would say if, if you're fencing about this movie, 
then go see it because if you think that it looks like something you'd enjoy, you probably it's, would. It's also a film if you're going to see it, see it in theaters. Yeah, like, absolutely. For God's sake. And I probably mean, see it in 3D. Uh, that Those establishing... Yeah. We didn't see it in 3D, yeah. but that those establishing bits, there's like eight minutes of exposition at the beginning of the movie that nearly put me to sleep. Yeah, but God, the yeah. graphics were incredible. Yeah. And I feel like in 3D, that would have been a really... A more immersive yeah. sequence yeah. and probably would have... Like, Again, I don't know that most of the movie would have needed it, but that yeah. opening sequence, it would have been really interesting in 3D, yeah. and it might have helped allay the fact that the exposition was so boring. Yeah. So. And and uh, just uh, the one thing, it says a lot about this film mm-hmm. that I don't think either of us, not even, not only either of us want to go see it again, um, nor would re- necessarily recommend to go, like, that, yeah. think that, because this is, to me, the type of film, if it was done by someone who really genuinely appreciated and loves yeah. pop culture um, I should you should be like I want yeah. to see this again because I feel like I missed 12 things I, don't I feel know like I'm, I know I missed I mean just in terms of the yeah. crowd shots yeah the, no but I'm like, talking about like but like I don't things, care actual <laughs> like, yeah. real easter yeah, eggs yeah, yeah. not just random cameos of digitally added things yeah. because they could do it because they know that that it'll be 35 stories on, on sites like yeah, exactly. we work for. <laughs> and also, I mean, like, when the DVD, when the 4K Blu-ray DVD comes out, yeah, there's going to be 85,000 stories about, you know, oh, my God, there's so-and-so from yeah, this comic book from 1870. Yeah, I can't believe you missed <laughs> The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, but, anyway. but, yeah, so... Uh, it's not a movie I'd necessarily recommend, except if you think you would like it. Uh <laughs> Probably you would. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a weird. It's oh. a weird. Uh, it's kind of the same place I fell with Tomb Raider, where yeah. it's like I wouldn't necessarily recommend it if somebody just asked me, "Hey, is that worth watching?" I'd yeah. be like, "Eh." But yeah. if if you said like, "Hey, that looks good. Do you think I'd like it?" If it looks good to you, you'll probably enjoy it at least the first time through. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I thought that the the audience sounded like they enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. The audience didn't sound overly thrilled or anything. Yeah, yeah. Certainly, I wasn't overly thrilled, but uh, there were elements that really worked, and I, I kind of wish... Yeah. I, I yeah. wish it was just that much better. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it really... It, it, it could have been... It, it was the kind of thing where there were a lot of the right pieces, but there were also so many wrong pieces just kind of hanging around doing nothing. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it, it prioritized a lot of the wrong things. Yeah. I haven't read the book, but my understanding is that the book prioritized, prioritized like, wink and a nod, yeah. pop culture references over actually getting the message across, yeah. and certainly the movie does that. And Holy so shit, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it is one yeah. of those I, things I, 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 I do like wish that they, yeah, if they, if they had really focused on the story by far more than... Mm-hmm. Like figuring out a way to like, and if and because also the pop culture references don't have any importance, which no. I think actually that actually I think goes to the core of the problem with the film is the fact that he, uh, that uh, one character gets an Iron Iron Man uh, Iron, Iron Man, Giant. Oh my god, Iron Giant! Jesus Christ, um, Iron Giant! Uh, I guess it's an Avatar. I don't know. Yeah. Ba- basically, like that doesn't drive anything it doesn't mean anything other than what you can see yeah it's it's the iron giant it doesn't build anything from the story of iron giant like the fact that iron giant was this gentle fucking giant that's the entire fucking story of the fucking thing and like there's not even a real moment where i'm like oh i remember that from the iron giant yeah there's a little bit when he's like being attacked and he looks he has the like look of but i mean but i mean like there's no there's like a handful of like significant moments from thing 
Like, you know, I mean, just the fact that, like, only part of him, they find, I don't know. Yeah. There's, anyway, there's a bunch of things. Yeah. Like, if you love these things more than just, oh, I enjoy that reference. Yeah. Um, or I enjoyed that film. But if you have, like, a real deep appreciation for a lot of a lot of the pop culture that's in this, I don't think that you're going, it, it again, I think it goes back to the fact that it doesn't have the heart in it. Yeah. That, again, that a 90, that an 80s or a 90s Steven Spielberg film yeah. fucking had, which, yeah. anyway, but yeah. All right, so thanks for listening. You should like, share, subscribe, do, you know, smoke signals, message in a bottle, whatever it is you do with podcasts these days. And uh, we'll be back soon. Uh, We've got, we want to talk about some more Spielberg, so we're going to do that this week. Yeah.